welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. What's up, guys? Ryan here. So I'm going to do a video talking about what I'm going to refer to as the Cerveza sickness, as I saw another YouTuber refer to it as. And uh, as a result of calling it that, I didn't see the little notification box for the who underneath their video. So I'm going to try to fly under the radar to the YouTube sensors by referring to it as that. And I wanted to talk for a second about investing in stocks as it relates to the uh, Cerveza sickness. First and foremost, though, I'm not a financial advisor or expert, so I'm putting that disclaimer up there. Um, I do pay a lot of attention to the stock market. Since 2012, I've paid uh, attention on a daily basis, so I'm informed, but I'm far from an expert. Uh, And then here's why you should care. Just a reminder, my channel is dedicated to passive income, and passive income... Really, it takes... We can generate passive income in different ways, right? We can make money from investing time, you know, like print on demand. Whenever you see me post a print on demand video like I did yesterday, that's talking about ways to make money really just in exchange for time. Then there's Amazon FBA where we have to front both time and money or invest time and money in order to make a passive higher return in the future. Uh, Another way to put your money to work for you and make money passively from your money that you have already is to do what Robert Kiyosaki, who's the guy who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. This guy's absolutely brilliant. I love him. Uh, It's a really popular book. If you've never heard of it, it's a great read. And he says, don't work for money, make it work for you. Now, I don't know if that's actually a quote from him or from his rich dad. If you've ever heard the books, you know what I'm talking about, heard or read. I like to listen to audiobooks. Anyways, uh, I'm, I'm saying this kind of as a qualifier. You guys that watch my content regularly know that I don't usually talk about stocks and investing. I usually talk about ways to essentially trade time for money, but passive money. So it's like early investment of lots of time means that you can kind of sit back, relax, coast a little bit in the future and reap the benefit from your hard work through recurring sustainable passive income. If you guys are new to my channel, by the way, check it out. I have plenty of really good free content on how to get your like Amazon businesses started, et cetera, et cetera. So, oh yeah, going back to this other slide real quick though, just to elaborate on what this means, uh, one of the biggest ways that wealthy people get wealthier is they put their money to work for them via things like, you know, financial vehicles, like investing in the stock market, where if you bought a share of Tesla at like $300 um, in late 2019 or mid 2019, I think it was even trading in like the 200s. And then you may have heard that like a month ago, early 2020, it had skyrocketed to something like 800 or even $900 a share. Think about that return over that period of time. It's massive, right? So these are just, and it's not like every stock, number one, you should never go all in into one stock. And number two, uh, it's not like you should expect returns like that from any company ever because not all companies go up via multipliers like that uh, over any period of time. Some of them just go down. Um, Anyways, I don't want to make this like an educational video about stocks because I'm not qualified to give that speech. But what I wanted to say is just for scoping out like why this matters, like rich people tend to get rich because of what they call capital gains. And capital gains is usually just like 
investments in stocks and it doesn't necessarily have to be stocks or sometimes it's like what they might call like angel investing where they get in early with companies that are not publicly traded then the company goes public and they're rewarded with a bunch of shares in that company for getting in early um, i'm not talking about that stuff at all i just wanted real quick before i get to how people are making money off of the surveys of sickness give kind of like these disclaimers this backup information hopefully it's uh it's useful but Real quick, like if you put your money in the bank today, if you had $100, you put it in the bank, then one year from now, you can expect that your money's worth 2.5% less, assuming that your bank didn't give you any interest on the money. Uh, and that's because the annual rate of inflation, according to usainflationcalculator.com, is about 2.5% annually. And you're thinking, what do you mean? But I'll go to the bank and I'll still have $100. Yes, but like your buying power <laughs> has been reduced by 2.5%. And I am, again, not an expert, but in basic terms, what that means is like, if you want to go to McDonald's and get a double cheeseburger, instead of costing a dollar, it's going to cost a dollar and three cents. All right, so it's it's about, it's some, it's some things like that. It's going to cost you more to get things, even if you still have the same $100. All right, stocks. The historical return uh, on average is 10% annually before inflation, according to nerdwallet.com. Now that's probably disputed because I've definitely read books that have, would not agree that it's that high, but save that for a different day, uh, 10%. So clearly it's like, what would you choose? Put it in a bank, maybe get like 1% return, even though inflation's two and a half to 3%. So you'd still be losing a percent, percent and a half, 2%. Put it in stocks, hope for the best. Obviously it does say that Stock returns vary greatly from year to year. So keep that in mind. You're going to have up years, down years, big years, bad years, etc. All right, so back to the purpose of me releasing this video. Uh, we've all heard about how bad the stock market did over the past week, how everything was in the red, it was crashing, the corrections finally here, etc., etc. But I wanted to make you guys aware that there are people that made a lot of money this past week, and there are different ways to make money, but I wanted to show you one that like I've actually been putting my money where my mouth is. Now, I'm not trying to recommend that you follow this. Don't even think of this as advice because honestly, my advice is to do the opposite and never really mess around with what I'm going to show you. But um, this stock ticker, TVIX, you can essentially trade volatility. The way this one works, or at least my understanding is, instead of it uh, representing the standard volatility index, which is the VIX, this one aims to be like a double reaction. So if the VIX is down like 50 cents, TVIX would be down a dollar. If the VIX is up 50 cents, TVIX would be up a dollar. So it's kind of like a compounded reaction to news, basically um, news based on the volatility, perceived volatility or projected volatility of the stock market at large. So this is kind of a way of saying, I think the stock market's gonna go down, right? And if you think the stock market's gonna go up, you can also short sell the VIX, or at least I think you can. I've never done that. Also, I think honestly, if I'm gonna, if I was ever gonna give real advice, is just don't even touch this thing because it's like a great way of losing a lot of money, but it can also make you quite a bit of money. Now, this chart I pulled from Yahoo Finance, it doesn't tell you much at a glance, so I went ahead and put labels on there. And what I wanted to show you is where the TVIX closed during the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight sessions. All right, so. Thursday, February 19th, it closed at $39 a share. So if you had bought in there, you're in really good shape if you held through 
me recording this video right now on March 1st, which is Sunday night, and the market's going to open tomorrow, and we'll see what happens. But just to show you how not everybody was upset about the market doing bad, people holding the T-VIX or the VIX were, or shorting the, the SPY, which is basically like the reverse indicator, like market, you think market's going to go good, you can buy the SPY. Um, and I'm putting this stuff in like simple terms. I'm also not an expert. So this is like my understanding of it that I'm just trying to pass on to you guys. Normal person here, not a financial expert at all. But let's jump back into the chart. So I got to correct myself. This is February 19th and it closed at $39 a share. Next day, Thursday closes at 41. Next day, Friday closes at 46, which is a pretty significant jump for the VIX or TVIX because it's really over time, it's it's just a great way of losing money, at least in the last like five years. You know, you can go to Google right now, type in TVIX, enter, and you'll see the chart and you can look at it over time. It's definitely not been a uh, good position to be in long term. So you really kind of usually want to get in, get out if you do want to trade it. But I'm not, please don't even trade it. Please don't, please don't, please don't. It's too volatile. It's too crazy. Um, it's It's just a gamble. Anyways. This is my logic. Now you guys get to see into my brain and why I was willing to put a decent portion of my own net worth into the VIX. And this is my method too. I was doing it Friday to Monday, Friday to Monday, Friday to Monday. Think about why for a second. If you are if you follow stocks in the market and you know how it works, it probably already makes sense to you. You can't trade stocks or anything after Friday at 8 p.m. until Monday at 4 a.m., which gives us something like 56 hours, I think in total time where stocks can't be traded, or at least to my knowledge, they can, unless there's something I don't know. Now, if we're talking Cerveza sickness, that's a lot of, like that doesn't wait for the stock market to be open. That thing is doing its thing all day, every day, right? Or whatever it's doing, it, it obviously doesn't wait for things like the opening bell and the closing bell of a stock market. So we know that it's going to impact global markets, if you're paying attention at least, uh, I didn't wait for like the mainstream media to kind of tell me to be informed about it. Um, I w was proactively like informing myself about what was going on. And so this was on my radar for some time. So I had been like, I knew the markets were going to react eventually. That's another thing though, that nobody can tell you, or there are people that will probably claim to be able to tell you, but most likely they can't, um, is when the market's going to react to certain news. And so I had just been methodically buying in Friday, tr selling Monday, buy Friday, sell Monday, using the logic that eventually that bad news is going to come in. If it comes in over the weekend, which gives us a nice little hedge, then we're going to be positioned well to benefit from a TVIX spike on Monday. And that's literally what we're looking at here. That's why it took such a long pause to explain this jump from Friday, the 21st of February to Monday, the 24th, where it went from $46 a share to $64 a share. And actually like I was visiting my girlfriend uh, and I told her like oh, she visiting, she was basically in another state working. I flew down to Florida, visited her and I said, Hey, we should set an alarm at 4am and see what happens on the stock market. And we didn't do that because we like our sleep, but I was right at 4am. The markets were already reacting to the news of the Cerveza sickness. And if you wanted to do pre-market trading and buy some TVIX shares, they were already inflated. Well, by the time the closing bell came that day, uh, it had closed at $64 a share. The next day, another pretty significant jump up to $76 a share. I believe that's Tuesday. Then Wednesday, for whatever reason, went down. Maybe the news 
coming out around the world was not necessarily super negative. I don't think there's really anything positive. Um, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, like, you know, I, I, my news really comes from my phone and the investing apps. Uh, I remember like Apple had adjusted their forecasts due to supply chain concerns, um, based on their manufacturers in China. And then I think what ended up happening here was there might've been some positive news from Tuesday to Wednesday, or maybe something that's just not negative. And then Wednesday, there was an announcement from Microsoft that there was going to be a supply chain, uh, impact on, I forget what, um, something, one of the Microsoft's probably hardware related, you know, similar to Apple. Anyways, there was an overreaction to that, probably appropriate overreaction to that. And, uh, yeah, so that, that resulted in a massive jump to, from $73 a share to $97 a share. All right. And that is, well, $97 a share is where it closed at Thursday. And then Thursday to Friday, again, Friday morning, it was up over 20% pre-market and during the day, it actually went up as high as, so here's the thing. I'll show you on the next slide as high as it went. But even at $104 a share, if you ended up getting out, uh, you could have, if you bought in at that $39 a share point, you could have multiplied your money, your investment by 2.67 times. Now, again, that's not the same as 10% return. 10% returns like you put $100 in, you make $10 over a year. But if you chose to gamble on the TVIX, you know, you can win big, you can lose big, but you could have turned that same $100 investment into $267, which doesn't probably excite a lot of people, but just add another zero, right? The the ratios of return are the same. So a thousand would become 2,670, 10,000 would become 26,700. And that's where I'm going to stop because I'm not that good at math on the fly. But also I just wanted to mention that on Friday, it closed at $104 a share, but it went as high as $124 a share. So suppose you got out at the top thus far, and you might watch this video days from now, and it might be even higher, maybe much lower. But you could, in theory, have made you know, over a 3x multiplier on your initial investment, and you could have done it using what, you know, I'm a, I'm, I think I'm a very like logic driven person. Now, most logic driven people would say never waste your money gambling on the TVIX. But I think that using that same thought process I shared earlier about how like over the weekends, the market can't react to negative news about this global beer sickness. <laughs> and so I'm laughing, but it's a serious thing. Sorry. I just like the name Cerveza sickness. And so, yeah, like, in this case, you could have used that logic and come out, you know, ahead big time and made some pretty significant gains. And that's all I really wanted to share in this video, guys. Like, I'm not telling you to gamble on the TVIX. Uh, I have been gambling on the TVIX, but doing it what I consider to be methodically. And I've been rewarded to an extent. Also, I'm going to close the video out here. I just wanted to say that I really enjoy uh, George Gammon's youtube channel and his financial i don't want to say advice because he doesn't tell you what to do with your money he just kind of explains the markets at large and a lot of like macro concepts uh and i've learned a ton from him people are loving his content when i first started watching his his videos he was just above like ten thousand subscribers that wasn't that long ago he's now at sixty five thousand. 
So there's been a huge positive reaction to the uh, free content that he puts out. He puts out videos, I think, daily. So I'll put a link to his channel in the description because I almost feel bad for talking about TVIX in case somebody goes, puts money on it, and loses it. Please don't do that. It is a massive gamble. It's not a company. It's not a real stock. It's it's really just it's just gambling. So anyways, guys, thanks for watching this video, and uh, I'll see you at the next one.